All right, all right. NBA Quick Pod is locked and loaded for Friday, October the 28th. Mackenzie Rivers is in the house. I'm your host, Sleepy J. Today, Mackenzie has gone through the NBA Friday card, and now he has to go ahead and convince me of his best handicaps. Mackenzie will go ahead and give a handicap on a side total and player prop. I will grade those handicaps on a scale of 1 to 10. Then I will buy the one that I believe is the best. Mackenzie and I, we were on a 6-0 heater uh, with our first two quick pods only to be cooled off there uh, the last two days. I thought that we did a good job there with our excitement level You know, after our 6-0 start. And uh, you know what they say. Put you up there talking shit. Well, that's certainly true. Then you know what they also say. Shut your fucking mouth. And that's also <laughs> true. So no more party songs, no more wolf sounds till we turn this thing around. No more wolf sounds. But I like the wolf sound. I know you do. You should do the pelican. No pelican sound. <laughs> we got to turn this around. We got to go ahead. We got to do this podcast. So focus, focus. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to switch it up a little bit today. Starting with Mackenzie's prop play. Mackenzie, go ahead and let her rip. All right. Switching up the order here. Going with my prop play first. Let's go to the Magic Hornets game. Big news today in Magic Land. Cole Anthony, not going to be there. Out for several weeks. Usually a point guard of his capacity being out wouldn't move my number at all. He's a league average point guard if he's being optimistic about himself. However, before the season, right before the season, Markel Fultz, their other starting point guard, is going to be out for an indefinite time. So that leans me on who's going to be the distributor for the Magic. Give me Paolo Bancaro over four and a half assists. You can get this right now at plus 130. Look, Paolo Bancaro has answered the bell for what the Magic want. They're taking a step back to take two steps forward this year. That's why they're 0-5. Their offense has been as bad as it was last year. But you watch you watch a couple Magic's games, you listen to the announcers, you talk to Magic fans, there's excitement because they're putting the onus on Paolo Bencaro's development over their own success. Well, now that development as a passer is about to be accelerated because, again, no Cole Anthony, no Markel Fultz against a pretty average to below average defense in the Hornets. Give me Paolo Bancaro to go over four and a half assists. You can get this at plus 130. That'll be my first play. All right, Mac. I'll go ahead. I'm going to stamp that. I'm going to give you a 7.2 on that. I think the one thing that's in your favor with that is that he's going to end up touching the ball a lot more in this game you know, versus the other games, which if you look in the other games, he's touching the ball a whole hell of a lot. So I'll go ahead. I'll stamp that one. 7.2. All right, Mac. Go ahead and let your side play rip and run. I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks laying six right now, split between six and six and a half, grab the six, it's out there, versus the New York Knicks. Now, I was told a long time ago on my first days in Vegas, on a Friday, don't play a favorite because everyone loves the favorites usually. That's the public team. I'm going to uh, violate the rule. you got to know the rules to break the rules on this Friday because the New York Knicks are the most beloved average to below average team by the public. That's the love that you're seeing. In fact, shout out Scott Seidenberg, our own native New Yorker here at pregame.com. He couldn't tell he couldn't wait to tell me how much he loved the Knicks. And that kind of confirmed to me the excitement level in the New York community about this team. And look, they're three and one. Their new addition, Jalen Brunson, has done very well, lots of assists, very few turnovers, efficient. I've upgraded them one and a half points. I still make this number Bucks minus eight because Bucks. 3-0, only undefeated team left in the league. I've upgraded them a point. And I think without Chris Middleton, I don't think they're necessarily much worse 
because it's just more Giannis and more Giannis right now, most efficient player in the league scoring 35 a game. Give me the Bucks, lay in the six. My numbers make it eight. Simple power ratings play. I just think the hype train with the Knicks is a little ahead of the tracks. Give me the most consistent team in basketball over the last three years. Give me Giannis. Give me the Greek freak in the Bucks. Lay in the six. What'd you think? I feel like that's right around that same mark there. I favor that a little bit more than the Bancaro. I'll say 7.3. I'll go ahead. I'll stamp that one. 7.3 for your side play. Your final pick here is going to be your total. What are you looking at? For my total, let's go to the Denver. They're hosting the Utah Jazz. This total set at 228.5. And And it's all about the priorities of these teams. Jamal Murray, even though they beat the Lakers, usually that's a huge win. You beat LeBron and AD. I feel like the, the hidden story is Jamal Murray played another bad game, 6 for 15, under his point total. He's got to get going. They lost to the Jazz in week one. But are they really going to measure themselves as a playoff caliber team against uh, avenging that loss? I mean, the market says they're 85% to avenge it as minus eight and a half point favorites or thereabouts, maybe 73. But they're likely going to win this game. I don't think their priority is just doing that. I think it's about moving the ball, getting that offense going. Michael Porter should be back. They need to see him look like the up-and-coming player he was from a couple years ago. And on the Jazz, they have no motivation for defense either. This is all about Laurie Markinen getting threes up, running and gunning. Uh, I just think they set this too low. Give me over 229.5 in Jazz Nuggets. What do you think? All right. I dig that one too. I'm, I'll probably have that one tied with Bank Carroll. I'm going to go ahead and stamp that at a 7.2. I do feel that Denver might actually come here with a little bit of defense here, Mac. And the reason I say that is because they held – the Lakers under the century mark in their last game. Lakers only scored 99 points and the Nuggets ended up resulting with a win because of that. So I think that they maybe dial in here a little bit on the defensive end again, saying, yo, let's slow this Jazz team down because the Jazz team's actually been putting up a decent amount of points. So uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to buy your Milwaukee Bucks pick there minus the six that I went ahead and stamped 7.3. So that'll wrap up our picks there. For the quick pod, today's hot topic, the L.A. Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, and power ratings. Now, McKenzie, he makes his own power ratings, and I think that this podcast should be a teaching moment for everyone. I think Kawhi is a perfect example and how handicappers' power ratings should move on a team and a player. Now, we all know how important Kawhi Leonard is to the grand scheme of things. You know, when it comes to the Clippers, you know, if they have any hopes of winning a title this year, He needs to be healthy, he needs to be intact, and he needs to be playing ball like we saw back when he was winning a title with the Raptors. Now, players are worth a certain amount of points to the betting line. Year after year, that kind of changes. Some of it is due to minutes. Maybe it's, you know, which role that they play, key additions, subtractions to the roster, health, uh, certain particular motivations, etc. Now, although we are talking betting lines, remember that players are adjusted in the prop market as well, and the same goes for teams. You know, a team in a sense, it's like their own separate market in itself, an aggregate. And that's every single team needs to be graded on a point scale. Guys like McKenzie, they do these type of things. And if you want a better understanding of how this works, McKenzie can kind of fill in the blanks here for you. So McKenzie, explain to everyone how you kind of construct your team ratings and your player ratings in accordance to the betting line. Well, both of those are what power ratings are is really a history of minor adjustments that I've made where I think everyone that makes their own power ratings, and I think you should, I think it'll help you make a better handicapper, starts with what the Vegas market is going to make. If you just took a 20-game sample, you looked at every team, 
you know, you cross-referenced and just said, all right, on average versus an average team, what is a Vegas market going to make this team? I think that's a great place to start. Those are fine power ratings. You're not going to be more than a point and a half off, I think, if you just copy the Vegas market. Then the magic happens. Then you watch a game, you see the result, and you make your adjustments, whether you think the team is uh, – it's difficult to quantify a point. It's, it's a little bit of art as well as science. But you think, all right, this team played really well. I think if those same teams played again, not they shouldn't be pick them like they were in this game. I think they should be minus one. So that's a one-point adjustment. And honestly, it was years ago that I started these power ratings. So I've kind of diverged more from the Vegas market, the more minor adjustments that I make, which is valuable because anybody can take a 20-game sample of last year or you throw in some new adjust- adjustments for this year and you can come up with a decent power rating, but you're not going to know what assumptions that you're making. When I'm looking at my power ratings, I know I'm more bearish on the magic because I think they're going to take a step back before they take two steps forward. I know what the markets thinks. They think they're going to be better than last year. I disagree. So right away, I can see that distinction and I know where it's born from. I know if I had had to, if there was an argument, how I would back up my own numbers. So a history of adjustments is what power ratings is. And I think you start with the Vegas market And then you use your own eyes and intuition uh, to improve on what the Vegas market is telling you over the long term. Okay. I think that that's a pretty good baseline there. It's it's at least a good place to go ahead and start. So what I want to do is I kind of want to drill down a little bit more with Kawhi and the Clippers in specific. So let's do a little Q&A here so people can kind of see, you know, exactly kind of what you're doing now. Now we'll use Kawhi and the Clippers, I think, in this example, because in my opinion, that's probably maybe one of the best examples right now. The current Clippers have Kawhi right now coming off the bench, or he's not playing games at all. At least that's what we know right now through the first four games of this season. So right now, Mackenzie, where are the Clippers in your power ratings? If you look at the current reality of the Clippers, I have them as the eighth best team in the league. Okay. So let's say Kawhi is coming off the bench, which he is right now. The Clippers would be rated eight. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So let's say the Clippers fully intact. Kawhi is now starting. They're they're running as a well-oiled machine. Then where would you have the Clippers? I would have them tied with the Warriors as my best team in the league currently. Okay. So your rating on the Clippers, it's basically it's moving daily, almost hourly because you know, we're we're usually unsure if Kawhi is going to play, if he's coming off the bench, if he's starting, if he's on some type of a minute restriction. So as you guys can see, with how McKenzie is adjusting this Clippers team, that they are a separate market in itself. And if Kawhi's out, Paul George and the rest of the Clippers, you know, when it comes to player prop numbers, they're likely all going to have to go up. But the line is probably going to go up as well because there's no Kawhi. And then the total is probably going to react differently and probably go down. So let's talk Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard at his peak playing solid and just doing, you know, normal Kawhi Leonard type things. What would you have him worth to the betting line? Before he got hurt at the end of 2021, I had him six and a half points tied with Kevin Durant as the most valuable player in the league. I've dropped him to five and a half, uh, just thinking that it's going to be difficult for him to get back to that level. Okay, I agree with that, and that, that makes perfect sense. So right now he's coming off the bench. So let's say he's playing 20, 25 minutes. What do you have him worth right now coming off the bench playing those amount of minutes? Three points. A little bit more than half because he's playing about half the minutes that he should. But the minutes he's playing, we saw this in Lakers game, are the highest leverage minutes. So I make him three points to the line with his current off-the-bench situation. 
Okay, so now you guys should be able to see how McKenzie's grading a player like Kawhi Leonard, whether he's coming off the bench, he's starting, he's not playing at all. But let's just say like a different type of player goes down. Let's move away from Kawhi. Let's just say it's a starter, and let's say Harrison Barnes. What kind of an adjustment do you make with a guy like that? I think it's very situation-based. Usually it's you know a half point if you just want to do a generic starter. But let's look at the example of the Magic's Cole Anthony. This guy's not a good player. All of his metrics say he's a bad player, but he's the only point guard the Magic have. So you look at the market, I mean, they're dogs. They're home dogs to the Hornets. It looks like a point and a half the market is moving, not because Cole Anthony is great, but because there's the only point guard they have. Now they have no point guard. So you got to look at the situation by situation uh, for these role players. really makes a big difference. Okay, and the situation is, I'm not want to say it's its just all opinion-based, but a lot of it has to be opinion-based. Now, you end up doing power ratings for teams, power ratings for players. How many players do you have right now that you are going ahead and factoring into the line? I didn't do this. I didn't plan this, but I have exactly 99 players worth a half point or more to the Vegas line. You got 99 problems. I got 99 half point players or better, but... Scrub ain't one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so I think everybody kind of got a little basic exercise here. Now, Mackenzie, you, you mentioned you have 99 player ratings. Now, these guys might be in, they might be out. Where could people find them so they could say, hey, maybe there's a little bit of value here that this specific player is out. Mackenzie's got them rated at, you know, 3.25 points to the betting line. Like, can, can we even look this stuff up? Where can we find it if you have it? Or do you not release that? No, I will release it. I'm going to commit to release it right now. Uh, In fact, starting tomorrow, every Friday, or today if you're listening today on Friday, I will post on Twitter and on the pregame forums at my Twitter, at Mac and Rivers, my top 99 players and my power ratings 1 through 30 and what I think they're versus an average team, each of those teams. By the way, you mentioned I have 99 player ratings. I don't have 99 player ratings. I have 426 player ratings. I have 99 players of those 426 that are worth a half point to the line or more. Okay. Now let me ask you this with that said, because I, I kind of do the same thing and I've done that in the past. When you get down to like a player, let's say he's worth, you know, a quarter of a point or you get to, you know, a guy that j- just breaks in, maybe he's worth, you know, five cents to the betting line or something like that. How far down your list are those guys going to go? There's different approaches to it. I find it, I either make a guy worth half a point or I make a guy worth zero points. I find Forcing myself to make those decisions is sometimes where the best uh, analysis comes from. However, I separate out what I think they're worth to the line from how good I think the player is. That way, a bunch of players, you know, most of the 426 players I have some rating on don't have a point value rating, but they have some assessment of how good they are. That way I can say, okay, these two players are by themselves worth zero to the Vegas spread. However, they're both top 150 players. They're the top they're two of the top six players on the team. I can make those assessments from our what I call an overall rating. I just rate it 99 to 1. Michael Jordan in his prime, 99. No one's ever been there. No one ever approaches that. And the worst player in the league is like a 60. Anthony Bennett would have been a 60 you know, before he retired. So that, that's my system. I rate every player in the NBA on some level. A lot of the times I base it on a simple all-in-one uh, metric like dunks and threes. I look at other ratings to compare. I don't have expert knowledge on all these players, but I have some understanding of how good or bad they might not be. And as they rise, as they get better, as they improve, I know, okay, this guy's getting better and better. I need to make him worth something to the Vegas line, especially if, like in Cole Anthony's case, 
uh, the situation makes calls for it. All right, well, there you guys go. You guys know where to find McKenzie's player rating and team ratings right now on the pregame.com forums, but that'll go ahead. That'll wrap it up for this quick podcast. Make sure you guys check out McKenzie and I's podcast tomorrow night, and that'll be on the RJ Bell's Dream Preview podcast feed. Uh, we did go 3-0, and by the way, on our last podcast. Shut your fucking mouth. Just saying. Tonight, we'll be going ahead. We'll be releasing our Fezzik bankroll bet. You guys do not want to miss that. And if you guys want to save a little bit of money, enter code DUNK20 there at pregame.com. And you do not want to miss Mackenzie and I on Twitter, at Mac and Rivers at SleepyJ underscore pregame. And you guys could always find us at the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for NBA Friday. Enjoy the games.